0: Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grambacher and the time is right. Welcome today's guest, the strong and powerful Katie Flynn. Katie, are you ready to do this? I'm ready. Excellent. Let's do this. Katie is the content director at savingforcollege.com. She has contributed to such publications as Fortune and Money, and she is a frequent guest on podcasts and other media, and I'm excited to have you on. Katie, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why it is that you do what you do.
1: Sure. Um, Thanks, George. I'm really happy to be here and excited to chat with your listeners about Saving for College. Personally, I live just outside of Chicago in the suburbs. I have three kids ages five, seven, and nine who will all be going to college one day. So I'm in the same boat as a lot of our readers that come to our site. I also live with my husband and our dog. I've been working at savingforcollege.com for just over four years now. And what I do there is I produce content that helps families, including parents and grandparents, and also financial advisors learn about the best ways to save and pay for college. Our website mostly focuses on 529 plans. Um, it was started back in 1999 by Joe Hurley, who was a CPA and um, a best-selling author of the book, um, The Best Way to Save for College, A Complete Guide to 529 Plans. Um, Joe has since retired, but we are continuing his work to educate families on the best ways to save and just offering, you know, helpful tips and advice and a bunch of great, you know, a lot of great free resources to help families.
0: Very cool. Well, I always know that if I want to, to scare the heck out of somebody, I'll just show them how much they need to be saving to pay for college in 18 years. <laughs> yeah. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> that's unfortunately, uh, inflation has not really been. We've the wages have not really been going up, but the cost of education and a lot of other things certainly have. So, but that's neither here nor there. Why are five twenty nine plans called five twenty nine plans, Katie?
1: Oh well, this is a really um, interesting story, or not? But it's um, <laughs> it's actually the um, the tax code the from the Internal Revenue tax code was called section 529. And that's the story.
0: So in the voluminous tax code, when you go to section 529, it gives you the rules for how 529's plans actually work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It seems like it's a relatively recent phenomenon, 20 years or so, but maybe I'm way off on that.
1: No, you're about right. It started in about um, the late 90s, um, but there, they've really been taken off, taking off in recent years. Um, just because of the awareness has been growing, and, you know, sites like ours and other organizations have been trying to promote their benefits because they do offer some great benefits. You know, the cost of college has been rising. The inflation rate for college has gone down a little bit in the last couple of years. It's not rising as fast as it has been, but it's still an extremely large cost for families. It's one of the the biggest costs you're going to face. You know, it's just like retirement. you should be planning for it. So fortunately, five twenty nine plans offer some great tax benefits that can, help you gain a little bit of extra money than you would say putting it into a regular savings account. You know, when are you familiar with how they work or do you want me to get into that?
0: No, I'd love to just get an overview of, of how they work for sure.
1: Sure, sure. So they work pretty much like, like your retirement account, maybe like a Roth IRA, like you're taking after tax money and investing it and those investments are going to grow tax free. And then you can withdraw the funds tax free as long as they're spent on what's called qualified education expenses. Okay. So for college, that's going to include tuition, fees, um, room and board if you're enrolled at least half-time, and that can be off-campus or on-campus, any special, special needs equipment you might need for class, and also computers um, and technology. So any money that you spend on those things can be used with this tax-free savings account. Um, also, over 30 states offer an additional perk, which could be a state tax deduction or credit for your contributions. So if you live in one of those states, um, you might save a little bit on your state taxes as well.
0: Got it. And that was one question that I definitely had is maybe I'll take a step back. How many options are there just roughly for saving at 529 plans? Are there infinite? Are there 100?
1: As far as the number of plans, almost every state has a plan, at least one plan, I should say. Um, so there's savings plans and prepaid plans. Savings plans are the ones that I'm I'm kind of talking about right now. But there's also prepaid plans, which which let you prepay um, all or a portion of your tuition. So sometimes you're getting tomorrow's tuition at today's prices, they say. And typically, those plans are geared towards people who want to save to go to one of their home state's public colleges. So those are pretty specific. And there's also a plan called the Private College 529, which is a plan that helps you save for about 300 participating private schools. So those types of plans are a little different than the savings plans you typically hear about. So when you combine all those options together, you have plenty. Yeah. So once you narrow it down and say you're interested in the savings plan, now it's up to you. When you find the one that you want, you're going to have to pick your investment portfolio within that plan. So there's also a bunch of options underneath that.
0: Got it. So if we could just spend a minute on the, uh, on the, the, the prepayment plan, let's just Let's use the state that I'm in, which is Arizona. If Arizona had a plan like that, and for the next 18 years, I put money into it, prepaying tuition, would my son only be able to use that for a state school in Arizona?
1: That's what they're designed for. However, they do usually offer some sort of refund if your son did not go to the school that it's designed for or one of the schools. So that's going to depend. Um, the rules are going to vary by state and by plan who's administering it. But typically, they do offer some sort of credit or refund to use it towards a different school.
0: Okay. And I imagine that's something that would be found in the literature or the information on, those, on each one of those plans. So. Exactly. Okay. So, so the benefit to, let's just use your, you're in Illinois. So I assume that there's a 529 plan that's offered by the state of Illinois, or let's, let's just assume that there is, and they offer some kind of tax incentive, mm-hmm. state, state tax break of some kind to put money into that plan. Does, does a child then have to go to an Illinois school to use that?
1: No, no. So, um, and, and by the way, Arizona does not offer a prepaid plan. I should have pointed that out too. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So, um, no. So if there, Illinois does offer, um, well, I guess it's yes and no, because Illinois does offer both a prepaid plan and a savings plan. And they also offer a tax deduction for contributions. So a single person can deduct up to $10,000 per year for their contributions and married couples, 20,000. So Illinois actually does offer one of the better tax breaks in, in that aspect. However, you can use the plan and go to whatever school you want, but to get that benefit, you have to be an Illinois resident.
0: Got it. Okay.
1: Right, but you don't have to go to an Illinois
0: school. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. And is that is is that pretty common with the with the savings plans? Of yes, I'm living in Iowa and I'm putting money into the Iowa plan, but I can go to whatever school I want. Yes. Got it. Okay. It's fair enough. Miserable. So. Maybe this is beyond the scope of our conversation today, but what would be the motivation of a state to offer an income tax deduction, having people put money into a plan like this? Why are they doing that, just out of the nature or just the kind of the goodness of their hearts?
1: Well, let's hope. But I, I think you know. Having your residents attend college and become educated is just good for economic mobility. And it's, you know, it's to encourage education. It's just a good thing. A lot of the states do give you the tax incentive for using your home state's plan. So maybe it's ever, you know, like to get the Illinois tax deduction, I have to use the Illinois plan. But if I wanted to, I could use Ohio's plan.
0: Lots of good information. Is there limits on how much I can put into a 529 plan?
1: The limits are typically very high, and they're going to vary by state, and they base it off of how much it would cost you to get an education in that state. So some states are as high as $500,000, and that is a lifetime limit, I should specify. So that's over the life of the plan. You can deposit up to that large limit. Per year, um, your contributions are going to count towards the annual gift tax exclusion, and for 2018, that's $15,000.
0: Got it. So just to use you as an example, you have three kids. If you wanted to make the max contribution for each child, you would be able to put $45,000 into a 529 plan.
1: Right. Without having to worry about impacting the gift tax.
0: Got it. Mm -hmm. And for those listening at home, that was 15 times three. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right. And I'm just going to keep asking questions. I I hope that's okay. Um, In an example where there's multiple children, does it matter if you have one account or should you have a separate account for each child?
1: It doesn't really matter, um, except you can only name one child as a beneficiary. So you could have one account and kind of say you're earmarking funds for your three children. However, you can only legally have one as the beneficiary. So it, it might work out if you, you know, say your children are four years apart and they're not going to go to college at the same time. So what you would do is you would take out the withdrawals to pay for the first child's college, and then when the second one starts, you're going to change the beneficiary to the other child, and you can do that without tax consequences. Um, But the other thing to think about is a lot of 529 plans, the savings plans, they offer age-based investment options, Mm. and what that means is that the plan will automatically shift your investments based on the age of your child and how close they are to college. So when your child is young, the plan is probably going to be more heavily invested in equities. And then as you get closer to college, the plan will automatically shift those investments towards more conservative fixed income options. So if you're sharing a plan with two kids, it might be hard to make sure that you're invested in the right things
0: for each child. Yeah. Okay. I think that makes sense. And that was a question that I had was what are the options I have for actually investing in within within the 529 plan? So there's age-based options. I imagine you can probably use mutual funds?
1: Yes. So um mutual funds are what make up most of the underlying portfolios that and ETFs and um you know, in recent years there's been a lot of um you know, lower cost options like Vanguard, for example, being put into the 529 plans, which is resulting in lower fees. That's a good thing for everyone. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of the age-based options just because, you know, I'm, you know, not a portfolio manager. I kind of just like to set it and forget it and have someone else that I trust managing that. Sure. Um, but, if, but if you are more comfortable with, um, you know, selecting your own investments and being able to make the changes when you have to, there's also a number of static investment options offered by plans, um, and that could be a portfolio that's just called you know, conservative or moderate or aggressive, or sometimes they have um, where you can invest in an individual portfolio that is just a portfolio made up of a certain fund. So it's going to depend on the plan that you're invested in, what options they have, but that's typically what you'll see.
0: Got it. All right, cool. And here's a question I probably should have asked a second ago, but let's assume that I'm going to keep using you as an example, um, Mm -hmm. that your folks are still with us and they're interested in also making contributions to your children's plans. Would each one of your parents be able to make $15,000 contributions to each child if they wanted?
1: Yes. Yes. That, um, gift tax exclusion is a per gift per beneficiary.
0: Hopefully everybody has means to be able to make tons of contributions to these kinds of plans, but for grandparents, if they're interested in doing something for their grandkids, this could be a nice way to do it.
1: It is. Um, the only thing grandparents want to watch out for is if uh, if the grandparents are having their own accounts. it could be good and bad. I mean, it's good because, of course, depending on your plan and depending on your state, you might be able to, as a grandparent, collect that state tax deduction for your contributions, which you know is a good thing. So they're helping out a grandchild and they're also getting a little perk for themselves. However, when the grandparent withdraws to pay for college from a 529, it's going to count as income on the student's FAFSA, on their free application for financial aid. So that's the only thing they want to watch out for. So, you know, what, what they can do is they can wait to help start paying until the child fills out that last FAFSA, which might be, you know, sophomore year, because the FAFSA is going to look at income from two years prior so the last time they have to report income on the FAFSA, after they do that, if the grandparent is sure they're not going to go on to grad school and apply for aid for grad school, they can start helping them pay for college in their later years, and it won't affect their financial aid. Or what the grandparent can always do is just you know, give money to the parents and have the parents set up an account in their name. Because um, parent-owned 529s receive favorable treatment on the FAFSA, so the effects will be much lower.
0: Interesting. So the account that I have set up for my son when i when we go to fill out the fafsa that account is treated more favorably than the account that my mom set up for my son cuz that would be viewed as actual income available to him to pay for college almost something like that
1: so yeah so the so while the money is in your mom's account it won't count as anything but the minute that she takes out money to pay for your son's college, that's when it's going to be counted as income. I see. And, and that would be any money. I mean, it doesn't even have to be in a 529 plan. Like, she could have money from her savings account. If, if a grandmother helps pay for a grandchild's college, it's going to count as income. And the money that's in your account as the father, that's, um has a very small impact. It's counted as an asset, and actually a big chunk of that, about twenty to $30,000 $30, of Parent assets are going to fall into an asset fall under the asset protection allowance and won't even be counted, and then after that, they're counted as a maximum of five point six four percent of the value. So it's it's very small.
0: Got it. Okay. Great.
1: Yeah. And, when, and just to, when you withdraw the, it, there is there's no effects. So there is no income being reported.
0: I see the recent tax law changes that went into effect. How did that impact five twenty nine plans?
1: That um, was a pretty big deal for 529 plans um, because now, in addition to using them to pay for college, you can use up to $10,000 per year per beneficiary to pay for um, tuition expenses at K-12 through schools.
0: Oh, wow. Whether
1: that's public school, um, private school, religious school, whatever you'd be paying tuition for. It pretty... also um, another important thing, it also allows you to roll over um, traditional 529 accounts into able 529 accounts, which are uh, specific accounts for people who have disabilities.
0: What if I save all this money up for college and my son gets a scholarship or doesn't go to college and I go to use the money for something else, what will happen?
1: So if your son gets a scholarship, what's going to happen is you if you take the money out for something else, you will get, you will owe income tax on the earnings portion. So it basically turns your tax advantage in investment into a taxable investment. Got it. Um, but if he doesn't get a scholarship and it's, you just, he just doesn't go to college and you take a non-qualified withdrawal, you'll get hit with that income tax on the earnings. And also the earnings portion will incur a 10% penalty. Okay. Yeah. And it's important to point out because I know with, you know, with a Roth IRA, you can take, uh, withdrawals that are contributions only to avoid any sort of penalty but 529s don't have that option. So every withdrawal you take is going to have an earnings portion and if you know if, if someone's curious about this well you know I do want to take an unqualified withdrawal how much am I going to owe in taxes you can contact your plan or look at your most recent statement and it should spell out you know how much of your account is earnings and um, contributions so you can figure that amount out.
0: Awesome. Well, that's a ton of great information, Katie. Uh, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them?
1: Good, good. My difference making tip is just to, if you're a parent or if you are about to be a parent and you know you're going to have education expenses in your future, start a 529 plan today. It's so easy to sign up. I mean, you can visit savingforcollege.com and we have um, all the plans listed. You can start by looking at your home state's plan, see if they offer any tax benefits. Um, Once you go there, compare with other state's plans just to make sure you're getting your, you know, the lowest fees available and you're comfortable with the investment manager. But every day you wait to start saving can cost you. You know, you want to take advantage of that tax-free compound interest. Um, You've only got 18 years. So yeah, my tip is start right away. Start right now.
0: Well, that is definitely great stuff. And that definitely gets a come on. Come on. So that is great. Time is one of the most powerful things we have on our side or one of our greatest adversaries. So it definitely pays to get started. Exactly. Well, Katie, thanks so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you?
1: Savingforcollege.com, the name of our website.
0: (laughs) The very, very appropriately named website right there. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Katie your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Thank you again, Katie.
1: Thanks for having me, George.
0: And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we're all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!